through us as his idea. Whether they will hear or whether they will forbear. For their rebellious house yet shall know that there has been a prophet among them. So I've told you the whole world is going to be on compulsory holiday because God wants to prove that he is in charge. And since that is already coming to pass, as you can see, then you should believe also that you should relax. I'm talking to those of you who are my children. No evil is going to come near you at all. And when I spoke to my daddy about my pay, concerning all the people who are dying and who may yet die, he assured me that only those whose time to die has come with that. Only those whose appointed time has come with that. So, your own appointed time hasn't come. Relax. Enjoy your holidays. Uh, I'm already enjoying my own holidays, for example, because, uh, but for these compulsory holidays, in the month of April, I'm supposed to be in four nations of the world conducting, apart from ministers' conferences, etc., etc., four Holy Ghost services. But now I'm going to be at home for a whole month. Can you imagine that? The whole of April, I'm not going anywhere. I just wake up in the morning, have a nice meal, and then rest. Isn't that wonderful? But don't worry, the, I believe the problem will soon be over. Amen. Because as soon as God has proved himself, as soon as all the nations of the world, big and small, have observed these compulsory holidays, the problem will be over. from Mark chapter 4 from verse 35 to 41 Mark 4, 35 to 41 and the same day when the evening was come he said unto them as Jesus said unto his disciples let us pass over unto the other side and when they had sent away the multitude they took him even as he was in the ship and there were also within other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And it was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on the pillow. And they awake him and said unto him, Master, tell thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that he has no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What 
says that even the wind and the sea obey him. Again, this is one of the sermons I first preached several years ago when there was fear in the land. And uh, I preached a sermon of peace be still. Since then, of course, I've preached several sermons on the same topic from the same text. But of course, each time from a different perspective. But in all the various perspectives, there is one point that I've mentioned again and again, and that is this, simply this. If God is in your boat, there's no way the boat can sink. If God is in the boat of your life, that boat can never, never sink. So those of you who are children of God and you have Christ dwelling in you, relax. Because there's no way darkness can overcome light. John chapter 1 from verse 4 to 5. John 1, 4 to 5 tells us that in Jesus Christ is life, and that life is the light of men, and the light shines in darkness, and darkness cannot overcome it. There's no way death can overcome the one who says, I live forever. Revelation chapter 1 verse 18, Revelation 1 verse 18, Jesus Christ said, I am alive forever. If only you allow the one who says I am the resurrection and the life to come and dwell in your life, dwell in your home, then you have nothing to fear. You don't have to worry yourself about death. Because in John chapter 11 from verse 25 to 26, John 11, 25 to 26, Jesus Christ said, I am the resurrection and the life. If you believe in me, even though you are dead, you will live. If you are alive, you will never die. He made all this. And so he set the limits for everything. For example, in Job chapter 38, verses 8 and 9, Job 38, verses 8 and 9, the Bible tells us that he shut up the sea with doors. In eternity, see, Thus far, you can come no further. That's why you find the waves of the sea coming in and going back, coming in and going back. When it gets to a certain limit that God has already said, it must recede. And so in the text we read, it said, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? They have to obey him because he made them and he has put limits. So if whatever storm may come, if Jesus is in your boat, the boat will not sink. Amen. Years ago, my first visit to Abodemai River State. At that time, the only way you can go to Abodemai from Port is by sea. And uh, we wanted to go there and hold a crusade. And 
friends together to put a meta. I said, well, how many of you will go with me? Uh, because uh, shortly before that time, we heard that there was a boat that capsized and several people died. I said, it's not compulsory. Those of you who don't want to go, just make sure that the day we are leaving, you come late. So we will have gone before you arrive. <laughs> and then one brother lifted up his hand. He said, you are going? I said, yes, sir. He said, can I be in your boat? I said, you are welcome. He said, then I will go. I said, why are you so sure? I said, because I know the boat in which you are is not going to sink. I'm an ordinary man. How much more? The one who made the wind, who made the sea. If Jesus is in your boat, your boat can never, never sink. If he is in your marriage, it doesn't matter the song that will come against the marriage, the marriage will stand. Why? Because it's the author of marriage. Genesis chapter 2 verse 18. Genesis 2 verse 18. He is the one who said, so good that man should be alone. And that's good news for those of you who are still trusting God for, the, uh, for partners. Just remind him, you said it is not good that man should be alone. Man there applies also to woman. He hates loneliness. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. Hebrews 13 verse 5. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And he hates barrenness. So if the storm you are having in your marriage is barrenness, just remind him, I know you hate of fruitfulness. John chapter 15, verse 1 to 2. You said that every branch in you that doesn't bear fruit, you are going to tear away um, a branch of you divine. Remind him that he said in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, Genesis 1, verse 28, he said, Be fruitful. I multiply, tell him I want to be fruitful. And if there is a storm in your marriage, all you need to be sure of is that he is already in before the storm comes and he will take care of the situation. In John chapter 2, from verse 1 to 11, John 2, verse 1 to 11, that talks about the wedding in Canaan of Galilee. He was there because he was invited. And when the crisis came, he took care of it. You will probably remember the testimony of one of my daughters who said, I need help. What's the problem? He said, a strange woman has taken away my husband. I've done everything I could do, but my husband finally packed out, left me with four children, and went to go and live with a woman who has five children. I said, that's no problem. We will call on the one who is the author of marriage. And your husband will come home begging. Ah, she said, I'm not asking him to come and beg. I will beg him. Just let him come back. I said, well, let's wait and see. So we prayed a simple prayer. I said that the Almighty God will cause a problem between her husband and the strange woman. A quarrel nobody will be able to settle. And that's my prayer for all of you who are having problems with your marriage. 
they surrendered his life to Jesus Christ. The day was sharing his testimony, he was dedicating two new houses at the same time. You call him into your business, and your business will not go down. So if your business is going through a storm, just remember, there's someone called the Prince of Peace. Invite me, and he will turn the tide. Let's consider your health. Suppose you are having some problems with your health. Well, I'm not talking of uh, virus. No, no virus is coming near you. Yeah. Assuming that you are sick on your own now. Well, remind him. That is the one who said I am the Lord that he left thee. Exodus 15 verse 26. Exodus 15 verse 26. Is very fruitful. Just obey me. Just hacking diligently. To the, to the voice of the Lord your God to observe and to do all that he commands you he said I will not bring the sickness that have been brought upon the Egyptian upon you he said because I will be your private physician all he has to do is speak a word Psalm 107 verse 20 Psalm 107 verse 20 says he sent his word and he healed them and deliver them from all their destructions. And you know there's something interesting, and, and I think I said this one to some those of you who are old who have missed years ago. In First Peter chapter 2, verse 24, First Peter 2, verse 24, where it says that by his side you were healed. I told you then, I said, I read one magazine. I wish I had kept that magazine. Where they said that all the sicknesses and the diseases in the world can be categorized into 39 categories. And Jesus took 40 stripes. One stripe for every category of sickness and disease. And I told you at that time, the extra one stripe was waiting for sicknesses and diseases yet to be discovered. So there's a site waiting for coronavirus or any other virus. It, it has been there all these years. Any new sickness or disease that will come, the Lord has made provision for it. So you can claim your healing through his strength. He made you, according to John chapter 1 verse 3, John chapter 1 verse 3, and so if you need spare parts, he can give you one. John chapter 9 from verse 1 to 7, John 9, 1 to 7, tells us the story of a man who was born blind. And he gave him brand new eyes. So even if your sickness has a genetic nature, something you inherit from your parents, hey, call on the one who made you and ask for spare parts. I don't know how many of you were there at Roback several years ago when we had the Holy Ghost service there. And as I was preaching, the word of God came. I said, hey, there's someone here. You used to have one testicle, but that one had been destroyed. But God says he's giving you two new ones. And there was a young man there who began to shout. What happened? 
was one testicle. And the parents, instead of leaving him alone with that one and let that one do the job that he could do, they took him to a who in an attempt to help destroy the one that the boy had. Funny enough, the boy still went ahead and got married with the obvious result that nothing's going to come out of that marriage. And then just as the word of God came, all of a sudden, he knew something had happened. When he came to my office some months later to share his testimony, he said, for you to know that God had done the thing for what I wish, I will remove my pants. I said, there's no need. <laughs> because he came with his wife. And the pregnancy was months old. And I can see the evidence. And so I'm decreeing today that all of you will need spare parts. God will give it to you in Jesus' name. Yeah. And what about academic? Suppose you have problems with your academics. When the Bible says in James chapter 1 verse 5, James chapter 1 verse 5, that if anybody lacks wisdom, they should ask God. He will give. In Daniel chapter 2, from verse 20 to 21, Daniel 2, 20 to 21, the Bible made it clear that power and wisdom belong to him, and he gives wisdom to the wise. And if you go through the scriptures, you can see that he can solve difficult problems. I mean, there was a time some people were trying to trap him in Matthew chapter 22, from verse 16 to 22. Matthew 22, 16 to 22, and they wanted to trap him to say that they shouldn't pay taxes. And then he said, uh, Well, you pay me the coin. And he brought the coin to him, said, Whose inscriptions are these? He said, Caesar's. And render unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and render unto God what belongs to God. The Bible said, Those who came to tempt him were amazed. In another occasion, in John chapter 8, from verse 1 to 11, John 8, 1 to 11, they, were, they tried to trap him again. They caught a woman in adultery, brought him, brought her to him, and they said, Hey, it is written in the law. If you catch a woman in adultery, you have to stone her to death. What do you say? If he says, Don't stone her, they say, Hey, it's uh, breaking the law. So he began to write in the floor and said to them, those of you, anyone of you who has no sin, let him be the one who threw the first two. And one by one their conscience convicted them and they left. When he lifted up his eye, he said, he said to the woman, where are your accusers? I said, they've gone. And he said, well, I don't condemn you too, but go and sin no more. So if there is a storm in your academics, Call on him. He has a way of coming through so that the storm can be stilled. <laughs> when you get to read first King chapter three and rather in your own. Read first King chapter three because I know you are to read from verse one to twenty-eight. Just after Solomon had asked for wisdom, and God had given him wisdom, it escaped. Two adults living together. Both of them had baby boys. Uh, one slept on her own. He died and then grabbed the other 
frustrated. And they were the only two in the house. There's no human way of saying who is the one telling the truth. The God came through. And Solomon said, bring me a soul. Let's cut these babies into two. We give half to, of this one to this one, half to the other, and so on. And then the mother of the baby said, ah, <laughs> Don't kill my baby. Let her go with the baby. When the baby grows, the baby will know who is the mother. And the issue was resolved. I've told you a funny story before. I think some of you have heard me tell this funny story. Years ago, when I was in Suka in the 1960s, University of Nigeria, Suka, by the grace of God, I'm fairly good in mathematics. And in mathematics, it is either you know what you are asked to solve or you don't know it. And there was this particular subject that I was very good in. And then I got to the examination hall. Questions. We have to answer five. That was the pattern there. I don't know the pattern now. I read the first one. I couldn't make head of tail out of it. I read the second. I read the third. By now I was sweating. I read through the entire eight. I could not see one I recognized. What do I do? In the meantime, all my mates were writing furiously. Well, in those days, if you fail, they will allow you to come and receipt that paper you failed. So since I cannot recognize anything, I felt I better go. But as I was about to stand up, one mighty hand kept me sitting down. It's today now I know that it is the Almighty God. So I sat down. After about 15 minutes sitting down, everybody was writing furiously. I would not have not written anything. And I felt, let me read this thing again. I read the first one. I, I know this. <laughs> it is this, this, this fellow's formula. I, I read the second one. This is so, so, so equation. I read it all. I read all eight. In the time left, I answered all eight. Have you a problem in your academics? Bring in Jesus. If it's in your boat, your boat cannot sink. The conclusion of the matter is simply this. If it's not in your boat when the storm comes, who are you going to call upon? Uh, a lot of people may be mocking us now. Oh, I'm not sure they are even so loud they mocking anymore. Those who have been mocking us, when we were fasting, when we were praying, I'm not sure they are, they are mocking too loudly anymore. <laughs> I had one of them, the other said, eh, well, said that uh, if you're a child of God, uh, nothing is going to happen to you. Uh, maybe he doesn't know that uh, some of the people who had already died are priests. <laughs> How stupid that some people can be. <laughs> who told you that being a priest means that you are holy? 
Have we not been hearing of Bishop so and the molesting children? God knows those who are his. That's what the Bible says. The foundation of God says, sure, God knows those who are his. It doesn't matter what title you bear. If you call yourself a general overseer, if you do not belong to him, if you don't live according to his will, when the trouble comes, he will separate between those who are serving him truly and those who are pretenders. So if you have not given your life to Jesus Christ before it is too late, you better surrender to him now. Oh, I know that there are some very intelligent people, intellectuals, who we say, oh, there's a scientific explanation to this thing. Uh, you know, some biological warfare weapon that uh, some nations were preparing uh, escaped by accident. <laughs> That's all right. It is written in Proverbs chapter 1, Proverbs 24 to 27. Proverbs 1, 24 to 27. The Almighty God says, Because you won't listen to me, because you won't take my counsel, because you are laughing at my commandments, He says, I too will laugh when your fear comes. It said that time is coming when with all your education, when you begin to tremble in fear, he said, then I will laugh. I appeal to those of you who are here to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Do so now before it is too late. And even there in your home, you can bow your head and cry to the Almighty God and ask Him to please save your soul and bring you into His family. It is only in the family of God that is a security in the time of storm. Shall we pray? My Father, my God, I want to bless your holy name for your word. I want to thank you for technology that can allow me to reach into the homes of your children at a time like this. And I'm asking Lord God Almighty that all those who surrender their lives to you at this moment, please receive them. Have mercy on them. The Lord wash away their sins. Receive them into the family of God and give them a brand new beginning. And please, Lord, in every home of your children, let there be peace. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now for you, my children, before I visit you again, there will be opportunities for you to have Holy Communion even in your home uh, at the appropriate time, at the regular time that we normally celebrate it. I will come into your home again and talk to you about what and what should be done. At a, at a time like this and I will also be visiting you at the appropriate time for divine encounter and Shiloh you can be at home and still receive all these blessings the almighty God will bless you yeah. he will keep you safe yeah. and your testimony will be 
A thousand fell by my right, a thousand by my left, and no evil has come near me. So shall it be. And someone shout hallelujah. Let them be an edge to coronavirus, Lord. 
in the name of Jesus. Father, let there be an end to coronavirus in the name of our Lord Jesus. Be only with you, Father. And as many more that is as common from Father, please replenish them. Place them in return. Every of our members that couldn't come to church because of the fear of coronavirus. Father, please bless them as well. They cleanse their pockets. Be their God in the name of Jesus. By the time we meet, we meet on Wednesday, Father, let them be testimonies. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to your name. In Jesus' almighty name we pray. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. I'm blessed. I am blessed. I'm the blessed of the Lord. I'm the blessed of the Lord. I'm the blessed of the Lord. No virus can come near me. No virus can come near me. Because the blood of Jesus runs in my vein. Because the blood of Jesus runs in my vein. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Let's begin this into our atmospheres.
praise the Lord. As we have seen in the video team, every Sunday like this, we start our service by eight here in the Sunday school. Then uh, normally we start our Sunday service, the celebration service by nine a.m. with praise and worship, and we bring our service to the by ten thirty a.m. Also, on Wednesdays, we always meet by 5.30pm to 7pm for double impact service. What do we mean by double impact service? The service where we both do the Bible study and also the prayer meeting. In other deep churches, we will go to the home together on Tuesdays and Thursdays. But because this is a young professional church, we meet just once in a week. That's on the Wednesdays. So those one and a half hours during the week. And we pray as you join us, the Lord will bless you in Jesus' name. Also, I also want to tell you, see the account number of the church, then please, you still want to pay your offering, you want to pay your tithe, or you want to support the church project. The Lord of myself will all bless all of us. Can we be on our feet as we Say the grace to me. Also, all workers are to wait for a meeting. All workers are to wait for a meeting. I want you to pray this prayer before you go. And Father, as I go in this week, lay your mighty hand upon me so that evil will not come near me, so that virus will not come near me. Father, lay your mighty hand upon me. As I go in this week, Father, let your mighty hand be upon me. Let your hand be upon me. Let your hand be upon me. Let your hand be upon me. Father, no evil will come near me. No evil will come near my family. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Almighty Father. We give you all the glory. In Jesus, Almighty, name we pray. Finally, I want us to lift up our voice to God and pray for your state and Nigeria as a whole. Father, let them be peace. No, when there was storm inside that boat, when Jesus was inside that boat and there was storm, the scripture says the disciples they had done everything they knew how to do, but there was no solution. And they woke Jesus up and he said, Why are you of little feet? Instead of you to say, Let them be peace, that's the same thing that is happening to us now. All of us we are panicking everywhere, panic, panic, panic. Instead of us to say, let there be peace, we need to exercise our authority. Father, I want us to lift up our voice in one agreement, in agreement today. And say, Father, peace, let there be peace. Father, let there be peace in the situation of the world. Father, please, let there be peace. Let there be peace, everlasting Father. Let there be peace. Peace on our side. Peace, O oh God. 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 Father, let there be peace. In the name of our Lord Jesus, let there be peace, O oh Lord. Father, let there be peace. Glory be to your holy name. In Jesus' almighty name we pray. Everlasting Father, we thank you. You know that every time we pray unto you, you answer it us. Father, we have prayed. And we join our faith with that of our Father in the Lord. 
Father, please let there be peace. In the situation of Nigeria and the world at large, Father, let there be peace. In the name of Jesus. And as we go this week, we are immune from coronavirus. Coronavirus will not come near us. It will not come near our family members. As many that are sick under the place of my voice or those that are listening to us through our online video, Father Lord Almighty, I pray, let there be healing. The scripture said, by his strength we are healed. Father, I therefore decree healing upon every soul. Financial healing. Earth healing. In the name of Jesus, everyone that is sick, for the last time this morning, I decree peace into your life. Thank you, Almighty Father. By the time we come together on Wednesday, let there be peace. Amen. Let there be good news. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Once again, we lift up our prayer. We make it your hand. Father, Lord Almighty, peace be their Lord. Amen. Give them strength. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, our Father. Glory be to your name. As many that have been infected with coronavirus, that it is in them. Father, please heal them. Father, we cry out to you, heal them. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to your name. In Jesus' almighty name, we pray. Praise the Lord. Also, I forgot. Uh, the Lord bless the church with two vaccines this week. And uh, we'll be doing the daily ceremony of the first one on Thursday by 7 a.m. And you will be this family. 7 a.m. and the other one will communicate to you. That one will be on Sunday. The Lord bless us with another things, maybe this morning. So, by before Sunday, we will also communicate when the baby ceremony of the second baby will be at the time. And the Lord Almighty bless us in Jesus' name. Please, as you go, observe all the personal hygiene they have us to observe. Please. The Lord will keep us, but let us also observe the personal ideas. And the Lord Almighty will keep us in Jesus' name. I will just say the grace of unity and want to go with the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you.